The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. And a special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in France, Israel, and Japan, and in the states of North Carolina, Oregon, and Missouri. Welcome and thank you for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. As I promised at the beginning of every show, at least through September, I'm going to lead you through three exercises that we all can do to help stop or lessen the severity and frequency of the natural disasters that have been plaguing the earth. I'm doing them at the beginning of each show so you can find them easily and do them with me every day or at the very least every week. The wonderful thing about it is that as you help Mother Earth to clear the negative energy, you will also be clearing yourself of fears and other negative energies that are harmful to you. So please spread the word for yourself, your families, your local communities, our global community, and the Earth itself. For more information on this topic, listen to our May 28th on-demand show with Dwan Washington by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. Thank you for listening and continuing to tell other people. Here are the three techniques to help clear yourself and the earth of fear. Please do them with me. The first one is an affirmation. I am love as I am loved. You are love as you are loved. All is love as all is loved. 
The second one is a visualization. If you have trouble visualizing, then just listen to the words. Close your eyes and see a beautiful pink heart full of love, shining pink light down on you. See and feel the pink light going through your body, down to your feet and into the ground where the pink light is filling and healing all of the fault lines in the earth, the oceans, the floodplains, the volcanoes, the winds, and the atmosphere. The last technique is a chant. First, I'm going to say it, and then you can chant it with me. Om, ah, ha, ah, om, am, am. Know that as you do these three techniques, you are helping to fill yourself and the earth with pink healing energy. Let's do the chant now. Om, ah, ha, ah, om, am, am. This helps to balance all the energies and to create calm and peace within yourself and the earth and the world. These techniques are particularly helpful for anyone who has been abused or is self-abusing because they experience more fear than most people. Please share these techniques widely. I feel so strongly about the importance of helping to clear ourselves of fear and negativity that I created another workshop. This one helps you experience your past lives. It's important to know about our lives before this one because they are often the source of confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts, and knowledge fears and phobias and health and personal challenges. We often spend years in therapy or misery blaming our childhood for our difficulties when it's really something we brought into this life from another life. With my process, you will discover what you need to know. Keep the positive and let go of what's hurting you. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. Whether you just want to learn more about your soul's journey through different lifetimes or want to heal something in your current life, the information you're ready to know will emerge. In this workshop, you will experience your past lives with my expert guidance, learn new techniques that I've created to help you discover past lives on your own, heal your past, present, and future, connect deeply with your spirit and soul, understand the reasons for your current life circumstances, enhance your spiritual well-being, release the negative influences from your past lives, gain new self-awareness, empowerment, empowerment, and peace. We'll meet at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas this Saturday at 2 o'clock. You can learn more about the importance of past lives by listening to our on-demand shows with Dr. Bernie Siegel and our guest last week, Dr. Dave DeSano. Go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to listen to those shows and to register for my workshop, Past Life Regression, or to contact me about scheduling a workshop in your community. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthy 
healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Dr. Edward Tick, who will talk with us about healing the soul-level wounds of war. And last week, we had a fascinating conversation with Dr. Dave DeSano about reincarnation. He shared the vast amount of research that proves the existence of past lives, including documented memories that young children have brought into this lifetime, as well as how we can all benefit from learning more about ourselves. Please visit my website, paulajoyce.com, and click on Radio Show at the top of the navigation to hear that show and others that you have missed or wish to hear again. My silver lining story this week is written by Judy Gelman Myers. I came across it when I was reading some old magazines that I had put aside. I was amazed at the synchronicity of finding this piece just before this particular show. It appeared in the August 2014 issue of Hadassah Magazine, the title Multi-Faith, Silver lining seemed to be shouting at me, this is for you, use it on your show. So here it is. When tension between Muslim and Jewish students began to mount after 9-11, Rabbi Yehuda Sama asked Hillel members to examine the us versus them thinking that characterized much of the conflict. Meanwhile, Imam Halid Latif was doing the same at the Muslim Students Association. Working apart, both men shared the same goal, to enlist interfaith dialogue as a tool to transform their respective religious communities. In 2006, they joined forces to co-sponsor Bridges, a student-run organization bringing Muslim and Jews together in acts of service, rebuilding houses in New Orleans, and prayer joint Friday night services held weekly. Universities around the country spotlighted NYU as a model of interfaith dialogue. NYU students clamored to expand their their reach. In response, Vice Chancellor Linda Mills, consultant Chelsea Clinton, Rabbi Sama, and Imam Latif co-founded the Of Many Institute in 2012 to train a new generation of spiritual leaders in multi-faith engagement the silver lining behind the dark deed of 
You can find more information on their website, nyuofmany.org. 9-11 is actually the closest to war that we've experienced within the borders of the United States. My daughter was working and living in New York City at the time. The smells, the sounds, the visual memories, the loss and devastation doesn't ever really go away. Across the world, the image of those planes hitting the buildings is still in all of our minds and hearts. We all felt the panic and pain of the victims, their families, the rescuers who gave their lives, and the fear that this could happen anywhere, at any time, to any of us. And if you believe that we are all one, which I do, then in fact, we were all there. I felt an overwhelming need to create a piece of art to help myself and others release the pain and heal the trauma that was inflicted upon us by those terrorist attacks. I decided we needed a communal healing. To do that, I gathered a group of artists and together we created an exhibit in memory of those who had perished. We showed it around the Dallas-Fort Worth Metro for several months and then again on the anniversary of 9-11. In times like this, it is helpful to turn to the arts for their power to heal. Art enables us to communicate emotions that we often cannot express in other ways. It allows us to access deep feelings of horror, grief, sadness, and fear, release them, and emerge with renewed hope in our hearts. You can see the piece that I painted by clicking on the link to my blog. This is what I wrote about it. I chose the colors of our flag to emphasize the strength and endurance of America and the pride I have in being an American. I painted the piece as a meditation, setting my intention for healing and allowing what needed to be expressed to come through me. It was only in retrospect that I saw the meaning of what I had created. Contained in my piece are the four elements of creation, fire, earth, air, and water. The painting tells the story of destruction, healing, and new growth. The dominant element is the airplanes crashing and on fire. One plane has a bird sitting on the top of it, representing transcendence and communication between heaven and earth. This plane also has a tree of life growing out of it, showing our ability to rise anew, like the phoenix emerging from its own ashes. The sea animals are adept at navigating through the waters of this emotional trauma and do so to help us heal. Throughout, the painting is the white iridescence of innocence from which comes hope, the building block of our nation's bright future. 9-11 caused us to rethink our values. We no longer take life and each other for granted. It pulled a divided nation and world together. It is my hope that we continue to honor those who perish by living in the new world that was created by their deaths. 
the world after 9-11 is certainly different than it was before 9-11. For a moment in time, we forgot our differences and mourned together as fellow human beings. I hope that one day we can come together again in mutual respect, support, and peace, and this time maintain it. Until then, we need people like our guest today, Dr. Edward Tick, who truly understand the deep wounds that war leaves on the soldiers and the nations who send their young people to war and who are devastated by war. The denial of the unseen wounds just perpetuates those wounds. When we admit the harm we are doing to our souls, we have the opportunity to heal. We can choose to be a victim or we can choose to take life into our own hands and create meaning and blessings even within war and trauma. Dr. Edward Tick shows us how to heal our soldiers and our communities. I'm grateful to have him with us today. Dr. Tick is an internationally recognized transformational healer, psychotherapist, writer, and educator. He is the co-founder and executive director of the nonprofit Soldiers Heart, restoring our warriors and communities. Ed has been working with veterans for over 38 years. He was the U.S. Army's 2012 trainer in the holistic healing of PTSD, training over 2,500 chaplains and officers. He continues to work with the Army, Air Force, and veterans everywhere. Ed is the author of five books, including the groundbreaking and award-winning War in the Soul. His newest book is The Warrior's Return, Restoring the Soul After War. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, nourishment of the spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the life doctor. While listening to the commercials, click on the links to read about and register for my workshop, Past Life Regression. Then click on calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Ed Tick to talk about healing the soul level wounds of war. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach a lot of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call 1-866-472-5795 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com now or between shows. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. I hope you wrote down how you've been affected by war. And now we're here with Dr. Edward Tick to talk about healing the soul-level wounds of war. Welcome, Thank you very much, Dr. Paula. I'm honored to be with you, and I especially thank you for giving this critical radio time to discussing these very deep and painful issues that affect us all, and as you're rightly pointing out, we can indeed transform. Exactly, and I'm grateful you're on. So I was wondering if you'd be willing to talk us about how you got interested in this to begin with because it is such a heavy serious topic and yet so important yes thank you well uh, I will try to give a brief history of how I got into this as you said in the introduction I have been working with our veterans and military for over 38 years so I began working with our veterans uh, at the very end of the Vietnam War, the Vietnam War ended in 1975. We all remember that. And that, too, is national trauma, not just veteran trauma. Uh, so uh, I was a, a young psychotherapist the same age as Vietnam veterans. I turned 18 in 1969. And post-traumatic stress disorder was only recognized as a modern diagnosis in 1980. It took a lot of advocacy by... Vietnam veterans, Holocaust survivors, and women survivors of trauma and abuse, all to say, look at us, we all carry the same wounds and we're all manifesting the same symptoms. So PTSD was recognized in 1980 as a modern diagnosis. However, we know it has existed since ancient times. It's in the Bible. It's in ancient Greek and Roman writings. Uh, The traditional cultures around the world know it, but they all understand it as a spiritual wound, a soul wound, uh, not just psychological or biological. Well, my own story briefly is that, first of all, I grew up around the wound because I'm Jewish, and so I had my grandparents survived pogroms and escaped oppression in Europe, and I grew up in New York City around a lot of Holocaust survivors and a lot of World War II veterans. So I was surrounded by it. 
And in particular, my uncle, my only uncle, my mother's only brother, was a medic at the Battle of the Bulge. And he did survive, but he came home with about the worst walking case of PTSD I ever, I've ever seen. So, uh, and my father was a military policeman, an MP at the very end of World War II, and he had the wound as well. So it was in my family. It was transmitted culturally and cross-generationally. Uh, I went to college um, during the Vietnam era, and in fact, I was protesting that war. I was not against service or against our troops, but very much against that war and the immoral and illegal use of force. Uh, so during college, um, well, I was protesting, and also I had a student deferment the first year, then they were done away with, and I got a high draft lottery number. So suddenly I was free and clear and didn't have to serve at all, and that seemed even crazier and worse to me. People can't just get out of the demands of service and the problems of the country with by pulling your number out of the hat. So I felt even in more conflict, and I was looking for alternative service. I finished my master's degree in uh, psychology in 1975, and I moved to a rural part of central New York State where there are a lot of veterans, and uh, they began coming in to see me for psychotherapy. Uh, and in my county, as it turned out, I was the only one willing to work with them. Everybody else was too frightened of them. So, uh, and I wanted to work with them. I wanted to give my alternative service. I wanted to help them come home. I never blamed them for the war. And I saw that they were continually being marginalized and alienated on the home front, which is also traumatic. So we, everybody, all our listeners have to realize that coming home from war can be as traumatic or even more traumatic than combat itself, depending on how the country treats uh, the returnees. And that has happened in our country to this day. So I began working with them. Then in the mid-1970s, I worked with three veterans, uh, combat veterans, and then began writing about them uh, for the regional newspapers and Vietnam Veterans of America contacted me. Uh, it was a long negotiation. I began working with them as a consultant, but the brief story is I said I wasn't ready to work with them. I didn't know enough, and the uh, Vietnam Vets of, of America officers said, well, you're the only one who will talk to us and work with us. You've worked with three. That makes you our regional expert. We don't <laughs> care if you want to, and I, you're drafted. <laughs> so... Uh, it's really a lovely story, and, and it's changed my life. I really didn't want to be drafted for Vietnam, and I was greatly honored to be drafted to help healing after war on the home front, and so I've been serving ever since. And and still moving forward, your desire for peace. What a beautiful story. Um, in your book, you quote an, an Iraq vet as saying, PTSD results when your head tells you to do what your heart tells you is wrong. I thought that was just such a beautiful way to explain the hidden aspects of PTSD. And I was wondering if you would talk with us uh, about that and how we can truly heal our warriors. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, that veteran it was is correct, and he was also talking in response to all of the complicated psychological and psychiatric interpretations of PTSD today. 
So, in brief, when we think of the acronym PTSD, uh, our listeners all know it's been popularized. It it translates as post-traumatic stress disorder. And as we said, there have been more than 80 different names for this wound, and many of them really have spiritual and emotional components to tell us more. Uh, I recommend that everybody look on YouTube for the comedian George Carlin, who was a seven-year Air Force veteran, and much of his comedy was in protest for what he did and learned in the military. Uh, He has a wonderful five-minute stand-up piece on PTSD about how it's become, the names have changed over the years, becoming more and more clinical and abstract and distant and inhuman and emptied of pain. The fact is, of course, that anybody with PTSD, military trauma survivors and others, have been shaken to their foundations and are in pain that has not healed yet. So I translate the acronym PTSD in different ways. One is post-traumatic soul distress, soul distress. And it is an essentially spiritual wound that Iraq veteran who said, when our head tells us to do what our heart tells us is wrong, is speaking about the moral and the spiritual wounding dimensions. And in fact, when we, and you know this and all your listeners follow this, when we talk about spirituality and the soul, we are talking about all of our human functions. Military service and war completely reshapes everything about us. So it's the way we think, the way we feel, uh, the way our bodies operate, the energies and the patterns that are built into our bodies. It, uh, it is true, psychiatrists are right, that brain chemistry changes, but not only, and we can change brain chemistry in many different ways, not just with uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, but every, uh, the way we love changes, even the way we practice sexuality and intimacy changes, our morality, our value system, the way we place ourselves in society and the cosmos, all change. So I call it a soul wound because the soul is the center of our being and every aspect of us is directed from that inner spirit. And we have to understand that everything is changed and transformed. Now, the other way I translate PTSD is post-traumatic social disorder. And what I mean by this is that whenever a society goes to war and uses its resources and its people for destruction rather than creation, it is inherently in disorder. We're here to love and support and help and collaborate with each other. The other matter, of course, is that troops and veterans are alienated from the society and the social disorder comes from making this an individual wound, calling it a pathology, leaving the vets and troops alone and telling them, you know, go to the VA system or work with the military and find your own way home because the citizenry is not involved. This is a betrayal of the warrior ethos. How it is supposed to work is that whenever a society, this is not American, this is universal, whenever a society is genuinely in danger and threat and has to use warriors to surround and protect it, the warriors willingly go out and surround the rest of us in order to protect us, not to aggress and harm others, but the warrior values are protection and preservation. So whenever a society like ours misuses warriors for illegitimate or immoral reasons, we are causing trauma to everybody. 
And when a society does not welcome their warriors home and the citizens return the tending and protecting functions, then we have social disorder. And that's what we have. We send troops all around the world for sometimes legitimate but often illegitimate reasons. And then we don't take care of them when we come home and most civilians are not involved in their care at all. So they're experiencing illegitimate service overseas and then abandonment and neglect upon homecoming and they collapse into what we then diagnose as an individual pathology. It's not. We're all involved. We all have to be involved in warrior restoration and we also all have to be responsible to give voice to how our warriors should be used so that they are never used for immoral and illegitimate reasons. When we really use them correctly and carefully, when we restore warrior spirituality to, to uh, our military and our veterans, when they really identify as, as spiritual warriors who are coming home to give ongoing service and that this is a spiritual and a high task and it's meant for everybody's benefit, uh, and when it's, uh, civilian citizens get involved in sharing the wounds and taking responsibility, because we paid the bills, we sent them, and they served in our name, even if it was illegitimate. It's all of ours. When we really do these things and put them into specific practices, as you do for healing, then we really can achieve extraordinary degrees of transformation and positive identity and blessings and healing for all. And I think one thing that you said is, well, everything you said is so important, but I just wanted to pick up on the denial that so many of us turn against the warriors because we're ashamed, embarrassed, um, horrified even of what we've asked them to do. You must have to turn off your humanity and not recognize the quote-unquote enemy as another human being um, and treat them totally differently than you would if they were your neighbor or your co-worker. It's, it's just got to be um, horrific for the, the soldiers and then to come back and face people who can't face the truth um, amplifies that. Uh, yes, absolutely. So um, a chaplain I work closely with who was deployed in Afghanistan translates PTSD as this way. He calls it PTSD, people trapped in systems of denial. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're absolutely right about denial. Uh, and another veteran that I quoted in War in the Soul said that denial, the one thing I learned in Vietnam is that denial is the name of the all-American disease. So denial of what the cost of military service, how we're using our troops, that we're all responsible, that we're all... Uh, for how they're used and also responsible for bringing them home it is paramount. And we all, and you're right, um, we're afraid of finding out what we're doing, the human cost to all of us, to the world. And we're afraid of exposing ourselves to the horrors that we make our military face and enact. And so 
I know many, many, many people are of goodwill and want to help, but they're either frightened to or they really don't know what to do or how to say or how to be involved. Or they kind of have a, an instinctive uh, revulsion to the violence that they have to be exposed to in order to do this work. So for all those reasons and more, we have this terrible um, rift, a canyon, a spiritual canyon between those who serve, serve and the rest of us. And the veterans tell us that that's more damaging to them than combat itself because they expect combat to be horrible but then they expect to be respected, honored, and cared for when they come home and not getting that. Uh, and yellow ribbons and parades don't do it. It's really deep immersion and involvement with them on the personal and the community levels. If we give that, we can transform the wounds. Our communities can become veteran healing communities, and we can all get together over these issues instead of continue the isolation and denial. Uh, and it's more than saying thank you for your service, which, you know, um, it seems to me kind of shallow and doesn't really say much. Well, you're right. And even more than that, a lot of veterans hate that. Uh, I was at a conference where a veteran stood up in an audience of several hundred people and screamed at everybody, stop thanking me for my service. My service was to kill people. Exactly. I know a, and I know a general who refuses to travel in public in uniform because he's sick of people giving that shallow thank you for your service. He doesn't want to be bothered. They feel that if you don't understand the real cost and how difficult this is, has been for us, then don't give me your shallow thank you. Uh, it's much better, and for our audience, for everybody who wants to do something and say something, it's really better to say, welcome home. We don't know what they're thanking them for or if they want to be thanked, but we sure know they want to come home, and they're hurting. Uh, and they need help coming home. Yes, and, and that's beautiful. And, and the other thing that I do is when I see someone like on an airplane or when I'm traveling, a stranger, someone I don't know, but they're dressed in uniform. I just start a conversation. Where are you going? Where are you coming from? Are you on your way, you know, on leave? Just, they're a human being. Right, yes. And how are you? How are you doing with your military career? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not invasive. Uh, they'll share or not share. It. That's up to them. But let them know you care. You're connecting with them in in some gentle way that you know that this costs them a lot. And and you know that they're a fellow human being. Thank you. Yes, for this. And I'm just truly grateful to have you on the show. And we're going to take a break now and then come back to talk more with you. I'm your host, Dr. Paula the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click 
click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and barriers to hearing your limitless higher self and inner wisdom and getting what you truly want in life. You will also get advance notice about every show episode and the on-demand shows sent directly to you. Now on your paper, write down the things that you can do to heal the wounds that you have from war. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to talk more with Dr. Ed Tick about healing the soul-level wounds of war. Be the change. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. The best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one of a kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214 208 3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214 208 83533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down the things that you can do to heal the wounds you have from war. We're here talking with Dr. Edward Tick about healing the soul level wounds of war. Um, During the break, Ed, we were um, sharing or I was sharing with you some of our commonalities that um, at the University of Michigan, when I was a college student, I was in the first um, uh, teaching, all night teaching, protesting the Vietnam War peacefully. We share this desire for peace. Um, and and also talking about healing the wounds of war. And I noticed in your book, you mentioned Yom Kippur, and I also am Jewish. And the timing for those who are not Jewish of this show is always this magic and synchronicity that I love. 
Um, we are just a few days away from the Yom Kippur holiday, and neither Ed nor I knew that the other was Jewish or the timing of Yom mm-hmm. Kippur. This was totally um, the universe supporting us. So uh, why, why were you referencing that, and what can be learned um, from the practice of, of Yom Kippur? Okay, well, uh, and let's say a special greeting. Uh, I know your show is being broadcast in Israel, and you welcome them to uh, as listeners to the show beginning today. So a special greeting to people in Israel and the Middle East, and a blessed wish for blessed holidays and for peace and healing for everybody over there. So yes. for those who aren't aware of the tradition, the Yom Kippur holiday, it's called the Day of Atonement. And the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah last week, the Jewish New Year, and Yom Kippur are called the 10 days of repentance. And both of these can be models for war healing in significant ways. Uh, First of all, in the 10 days of repentance, we are supposed to go through a 10-day period where we don't participate in ordinary life, in the ordinary ways, but we reflect, we fast, we pray, we practice um, atonement and restoration works. We go to people we've harmed and ask for forgiveness. And, of course, we turn to the divine and ask for forgiveness uh, for any wrongs we've done against creation, against the universe. And then on Yom Kippur, it is a day of fasting, of self-affliction, and of group community confession. Everybody confesses together. So, this is how this is adaptable to the military. I've used, I use this model at some of our Soldiers Heart Veteran Healing Retreats, which uh, go on all over the country, and people can go to my website, soldiersheart.net, uh, to see our schedule of retreats and presentations. But how this is so important for our veterans. When people come home from war or from military service, In contemporary America, they are rushed home as quickly as possible. This is wrong. It's anathema. Even in the Bible, Moses, in Numbers and Deuteronomy, ordered that all ancient Israelite troops who were away for one battle, not a whole deployment, not a year, but just one battle, had to have a week-long purification separate from the community before they could go home to the community. So they were put in isolation and the priests put them through purification rituals. Uh, there's called the red cow ceremony that's in the Bible. They also used fire and water for purifying themselves and everything they carried. And they did it for a week. They weren't allowed to go home. Other traditional cultures practice the same thing. Of isolation and tending of the warrior before returning to ordinary life. If we did that as a culture, the PTSD rates would decrease dramatically because we have our warriors coming home, not being given help, counseling, support, purification, spiritual practices, so they just go home carrying the war energy right with them. And uh, they go home to their families, they go home to their, their partners, they jump into bed together because they've been separated for so long, but they're carrying all the unresolved pain and experiences and memories and feelings of, of the war zone and of military training, and so we know that domestic violence, abuse, uh, uh, difficult sexuality, child abuse is all 
very in very high proportion among the returnees. If we generalized Yom Kippur practices to everybody so that people had 10 days or more of real, real downtime with spiritual guidance, reflection, and other practices, and had intensive purification practices, such as traditional cultures practice, and such as the Bible actually called for, and we have group confession, not individual confession, oh, I feel so bad, I'm alone with my therapist or my my uh, minister or rabbi uh, confessing, but it's secret. But instead, the entire country confesses together and takes responsibility. And traditional cultures did this also. They transferred responsibility from the warriors who did the deeds to the entire country or, or society or tribe uh, that the warriors fought for, and everybody took responsibility for the, what the warriors did so they didn't collapse from that combat trauma that they're carrying, but everybody carried it together. If we practice um, carrying trauma in community, then it doesn't collapse on the individual and crush them. And the Jewish Yom Kippur service and um, ritual practices actually teach this. The communalization of trauma so that everybody carries it together and it isn't left on a few who then would then collapse into disability. And it's not just a euphemism or a technique. It's true. We are all responsible, as we were just saying before the break. We all carry the um, the need for forgiveness and atonement and making whole again. And so we admit that, that we are all one. We all share in this. Yes, and admitting that... In- Public. Uh, at our Soldiers' Heart Healing Retreats, we always have restitution in the community as one of our steps, and we do purification rituals, and we, we always, we don't just work with truth and veterans, but we always have civilians present as sacred witnesses who are willing to serve the troops and become one with them, as you're rightly saying. And when we do this ritual of transferring responsibility, you can see it and feel it in the room. Thousands and thousands of pounds of pain and um, stress immediately lift off the troops and veterans when they hear the civilians saying to them, you are my warrior. I sent you. I'm responsible for you. I'm responsible for the actions you did. I hear your story and I will carry it as mine and I willingly take uh, responsibility to help carry the burden and the pain that you've had alone. We see that everybody collapses into each other's arms with such tears of gratitude, and the veterans walk as uh, light people instead of heavy people who have rejoined society, and we all carry it together. And the, the heart opens, so broken hearts have more room in them, and the degree of love that floods both veterans and civilians for each other is extraordinary. People often ask me how I can do this work and stay in so much pain, and that's the answer. There really is so much love and connection when we go through that trauma as a portal for transformation and and restoring oneness. That It's more inspiring and full of love and hope than it is pain. 
How beautiful. And you talk about, you say that the warrior's journey ends when the warrior becomes a healer. Yes. And I, I yes. was just wondering if, if I think we're getting close to closure, if we could talk some about that. Sure. Um, a warrior is meant to serve for life. In our uh, theory and structure, the, the conventional healing is, well, you're a veteran now, become a civilian again and operate as much as you can in this, as a civilian. But from the spiritual and cross-cultural perspective, once a warrior, always a warrior. And societies around the world have had elder spiritual warriors in community forever. And societies are healthier and stronger when the elder warriors serve. Our warriors want to continue to be of service, but not violent military service. They want to help heal and rebuild. And many, there are many uh, old definitions of warriors saying, that uh, Sitting Bull's definition, the great American uh, Lakota warrior. A warrior is not someone who kills because nobody has the right to take the life of another, he said. A warrior is one who helps the needy, the poor, the elderly, and especially the children, the future of humanity. So that's really what a warrior is, does, and how a warrior is meant to serve through life. And when warriors become healers, they put their hard-won wisdom to work for the benefit of other younger warriors and the entire society. They're also uh, the majority of our first responders across the country. They want to continue in service we are right to give them forms of service that take care of all of us and do positive, loving, life-constructive actions, uh, which um, also transforms their identities from destructors, destroyers to creators and preservers and healers. It works. How beautiful. And we are at the end of our time together, and that was a perfect ending. I want to remind people to go to www.soldiersheart.net, and I want to truly thank you, Ed, for giving of your heart and soul and time to um, help heal all of us and for being on this show. Thank you. You're very welcome. My honor. And thank you, Paula, for the light you bring into the world. Thank you. Blessings. And a happy and healthy new year. <laughs> uh, and to you too, Lishana Tova. Thank you. Um, and I thank my listeners for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to my resources page and to my store to purchase the books my guests and I have written and then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as overcoming abuse, energetic healing, ohm awakening. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. Literally thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, heart, and spirit, resulting in faster progress and profound healing. 
button. Click on the link for my new workshop, Past Life Group Regression, then go to the calendar of events and press click click here to send me an email. As you begin to experience success, send me another email so we can celebrate together. And next Thursday, please join us when Teresa Graham Brett talks with us about parenting for social change. Anyone who knows a child will benefit from this show. In the meantime, if you have a difficulty in your own life or an inspirational story to share, email me at drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. And I also want to add a message for everybody. I was having a person wishing... um, Uh, add a personal happy new year but part of the message that we give each other is for a year of peace and I do wish that for all of us this is Dr. Polly your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel remember you are loved just let that feeling wash over you and through you have a blessed week Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.